All right, what you're about to hear is a recording I did at the Speed Queen Barbecue restaurant in Milwaukee. It's been around since 1954. It's the oldest black-owned business in Milwaukee. It might even be the state, as far as I know. I'm not sure about that. And you're going to hear uh, Paul Amani from uh, from Cork with Love. He, uh, you know, that's that's the Irish guy talking. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff. I'll put a link to the, his show in the show notes. Also, this was recorded back in Anchor back last January. So this is a rebroadcast. So this is something that's, you know, it, it's, uh, it, was, it was an easy one for me to put up. So anyway, I hope you guys like it and uh, enjoy the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Bangladeshi businesses, um, Indonesian, Singapore businesses. That, and also, I, I mean, this is very personal. I, I don't know what, I don't know what everybody thinks about this, but I'm interested in the, the sociological side of the fact that at least I now know that in 1954 uh, there were uh, black people who set up a business in Milwaukee and you know I would be curious about you know is this the same family business and was it usual for black people to set up a business um, and all of that is at least uh, to me it's interesting and it, it has nothing to do with the food the, well it, it has nothing to do with the quality of the food if they're good at food I'm interested but it's an added bonus Kingfish, I'm listening to you talking about the oldest black um, barbecue business in Milwaukee. And I hear your point of view about questioning yourself, why do I call, why do people call it a black business, etc. One thing about me is that I'm very interested in the ethnic origins of things, the ethnic authenticity. Now, it may be that that black barbecue doesn't ha is in no way different from you know an Indian guy running a barbecue down the road there uh, there may be no difference uh, you know it's not like as if well uh, a black guy or black business would put a certain spin on the barbecue and I'd be you know if you want like over here you we talk about well everybody does Indian restaurants 
However, if the name, well, if the phrase oldest black business in Milwaukee is in some subtle way meant to indicate that, you know, only black people are welcome here, and I'm just also applying the same thing to imagine that it said the oldest white business in Milwaukee, then of course I completely, um, what can I say, it's probably illegal, it ought to be illegal anyway. Ah, interesting. Uh, there, there's your your um your society is so much more complex. Okay, we're headed to Speed Queen now. Hmm. Car correction. Apparently, we're currently. This may sound like shit because I'm on the car. We're currently going over the 794 bridge which is the same bridge that the Nazis fell off of in the movie The Blues Brothers. They uh, made it look like it was in Chicago, but that's actually Milwaukee. The bridge was under construction at the time, and that's why they used it for the film. Then they inserted Chicago into the backdrop. So that's where we are now. We're going by the Summerfest grounds, where I expect to see Mr. Craig in a few years playing, if he hasn't already played there. It's the biggest outdoor festival in the country, I think, the biggest number of acts, just about everybody plays there, I expect to be getting my free ticket soon, we will not be going that way, we shall defy you, we're going to go down by the lakefront, the lakefront, oh, looks like they're doing construction at the summer fest ground, the lakefront was, the uh, park system was designed Oh, there it goes. The uh, lakefront was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted, who was a great, 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 great something grandfather. So that's kind of interesting, which is something I didn't know about until I did the ancestry thing. So that's what's going on. Okay, this is a crazy question. This is the oldest bar, one of the oldest barbecue places in Milwaukee, right? <laughs> Do you like to be known as the oldest barbecue place, the best barbecue place, or the best black-owned barbecue business? Well, as far as me concerned, yeah. best owned black barbecue place to me. Okay, because he was saying, you know, he was asking his friend in Ireland. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I never really thought about it. But when you say a business, they don't say, oh, that's a white-owned business. They say, I would say, oh, it's a black-owned business. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it. Like, oh, my God, they always do say that. And, like, it really, what does it matter? <laughs> if it's good, it's good, right? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I thought. Well, everybody got their own different taste or whatever, but it'd be so many people coming up in here. It's the best on black barbecue place to me. 65 years. Yes. Yeah, my son works at the credit union with Lindsay. Uh-huh. So that's how I heard about you guys. Ah, uh, okay. So he well, said, you, like, you finna taste it for yourself. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. All right. Okay, I'm at the barbecue place. I got the pan of ribs. I got some red beans and rice. Can't go wrong with red beans and rice. Got some uh, uh, baked beans, and I got the banana pudding. So, 
This is pretty cool. It's a, it's a neat little place. Kind of small. Kind of interesting. Pretty good line, you know. Everybody looking at me like I'm recording and like I'm crazy. <laughs> but that's okay. So we're just waiting for our number to be called now. Oh, oh the smell is driving me crazy. It's like torture. And I'm hungry. Uh, so. Oh man, I can't come here again hungry. That smell is killing me. Oh, I mean, isn't it? Isn't it just driving you crazy? Yeah, and I didn't even know how hungry I was till I come in the door, and then it's like, I'm, and then I feel like I'm getting punched in the face. Ninety-eight. No, no. Wrong number. Oh, 630? 660? 65, 65? Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody needs to tell me I ordered from the window. I didn't call up. This is funny. They said in the back, I hear him yelling. It's for the podcast. They, I hear someone yell. Is it for the white guy? Is it for the white guy? That's alright. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, we are now leaving Speed Queen. That was funny. I was sitting there, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys heard that. I don't know if I was recording when that happened, but they, they, I don't know, they were trying to figure out who ordered what. I guess they got confused about something. And uh, the lady in the background, I hear her yell, you know, who's got this order? Who's got this order? And the lady in the background goes, it's for the white boy at the counter. It's for the white boy at the counter. Oh, my God. I was about dying. I just thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, God, that was hilarious. I guess I was the uh, the only white guy in there, which, you know, I didn't really think, any, didn't think anything of it at the time until she said that. And then that just kind of busted me. Kingfish, when you were describing your own reasons for going in to the, um, that, that, uh, and, and not, going in the drive the drive the drive around place and you were going in there and you were going to soak up the atmosphere and you were going to talk to the people i was walking down the streets in cork and my head was just nodding and all i could think to myself was this man's reasons for going in there are uh, i would have said the same reason why i wanted to go in there I couldn't have said it better. And it's not very often that I have that experience. I mean, it's it's not about being better, but I, I thought you said everything that I would have said, and that was great. That value you place, or you seem to place at least, 
seems to me. Uh, on immersing yourself in the experience and appreciating everything. The sounds, the smell, the voices, the architecture, um, the whole experience, appreciating that and being aware as well of how different an experience it would be for the people there to have you come into this, that space rather than you in your car going around the outside. That to me says a lot about your character, your personality and your values. Well, Paul, my, my thinking was, and I think you'll agree with me on this, because you're very immersive yourself in, in what's going on, that if I would have gone through the drive-thru, I might as well not have gone at all. I mean, I'm already going to... It's not that far away. It's only like 15 minutes from the house, 20 minutes from the house. But I took the side streets there because I didn't want to take the main road because it was going to be around rush hour traffic anyway. And then I wanted to see the community on the way in. And then I drove in there. And then I parked. And there was plenty of parking. But I didn't want to... If I would have went through the drive-thru, I might as well not have gone in it at all. Because all, all that would have done was I would have went there for ribs. I would have missed the experience. It wasn't... To be honest with you, I really didn't want the... I mean, it was... I mean, I wanted the food, of course. But it wasn't all about the food. It was the uh, the atmosphere. And the way my son had built it up, because he works with the granddaughter of the people who... Uh, you know, and the daughter... No, the daughter. She's the... Da I don't know. She's related somehow. Like daughter or granddaughter or something. And uh, her grandmother started it, and then I think her dad runs it, and that kind of thing or something. I don't remember what it was. But I'm no, I'm fubbing this because I'm tired. But he described it to me, and that's where I got the idea from because, you know, he just said, you know, he was describing it as the oldest black barbecue place. And then he went to the local grocery store where you can even buy the sauce. How many, how many one small little restaurant places have their sauce at a, at the gro the biggest grocery store in town. Not many, I would imagine. So what happened was, after he described it to me, I just had to go to check out the experience. Is that a spotter finally here? No, not for me. I'm in the back of the truck waiting for the spotter to come hook the setup so I can get the hell out of here. But, um, in a bobtail. Uh, but anyway, the, um, the whole experience was, you know, those kind of experiences are priceless. I just don't, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, you'll have to, you know, I, I didn't want to miss it, you know? I didn't want to miss that experience. Because if you're going to go, you might as well go all the way. And the experience was free. To go in, I didn't really think about this until you brought it up. But to go inside was free. So why not do it? And then to talk to the people. And now I wish I would have recorded more, because I did. I talked to the to the people waiting for the food for quite a bit. But I didn't want to be. 
I don't know, I just, I'm not really totally comfortable with it yet, recording people. I did a little bit, but I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to invade anybody's space. In fact, there was one young man there, and he was there with his mother, and he was talking about how um, he had a, he just got his uh, CDL. That's a commercial driver's license. And I said, oh, I, I have a CDL. And we were talking, and he was talking about different jobs, and he goes, you know, he was just interested in whatever, but he hadn't got his hazmat license yet. That's hazardous materials. And I told him, I said, you got to get your hazardous materials. And so we started talking, and I was giving him career advice on trucking, since that's what he wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I said, you got to get that hazmat license. You want to get the pay. And I told him what he could make once he does. And that I should I wish I would have recorded all that. But that was such a spontaneous conversation that I'd never, I just didn't even think to record it. You know, I mean, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, when uh, when the lady said the white boy, it's for the white boy at the counter or whatever she said. The There was probably, I don't know, 15 people waiting for food. And every one of them started laughing. You know, and you can't hear that in the recording. Maybe a little bit you can hear, but not too much. And I thought that was hilarious. You know, everybody was laughing. But it was a really nice place. But to be honest with you, at night, that is not a good place. That is not a good neighborhood. You will get, sh- you will get your ass shot in that neighborhood if you're, co- if you're a white guy. It's, it's messed up, but that's just the way it is. But, you know, I think it... I'm adding to this because I'm sitting here and I got nothing to do. But I'm thinking about this also, and it's it's street photography. It really is. It's street photography, but in audio. So it's audio. You know, I've said this before. It's audio. It's street audio. You know, street audio street photography. I don't know how to say it. You know, it's street audio. Let's just call it street audio. It's street audio. And, you know, a few people do it here and there on this app, but, Paul, you do it the best. I mean, by far. I mean, Toastmasters, you know, I mean, that was cool. And then uh, the the stuff we do with Roger, but he knows that's being recorded. But when you're, you know, when you're at the, when you're at the pub or when you're doing the grocery shopping or when you're, you know, a few other places, you know, I got to say, you, you were the master, man. I mean, I don't even, I'm, I'm kind of curious how you do that because, you know, where do you have the microphone? What are you using? And how is it that, you know, I mean, obviously you can talk and you can, you, we can hear you when you talk, but then when you interact with people, we can also hear those people. So, and I, I don't really get the impression that they know they're being recorded, which is good because then they're, everything would change. As soon as the microphone comes out, everything changes. And people stop being real. They start trying to be the person they, they think they should be, not the person they are. And the person they are is the, the better version, at least for audio. So I'm just wondering how you do it, because... Quite honestly, I, I love that stuff. You know, the grocery store stuff. The uh, the Toastmaster stuff. The... the the you know the park car parking and you do it so well because one minute we're hearing your narration 
of what where you're at, what you're going. You're setting the scene. You set the scene, and then you're adding. Then you're dealing with the characters. It's, so it's almost like you you narrate the scene, and you and, you, and every, where everything's going to take place, and then you interact with the characters. You know, as you as you run across them, it's it's quite fascinating, actually. I. I I I have to admit you are a role model for me for this because uh, I'd like to do better at that. I need to be more natural. But in this case, it was a new place, and I didn't know what the vibe was going to be because there can be racial tensions in this country quite high. And I was not in my own neighborhood. I was in their neighborhood. But everybody was cool. I mean, it was a really nice place. And I talked to the people in the place. And, you know, but you could tell there were some people that are like, you know, you just have to be really careful, you know. They didn't want to get shot. But if I would have got shot, I would have made sure I recorded it so that it would go down as the best being shot anchor audio ever. I don't think that didn't cross my mind. I was thinking if some guy holds me up, you know, the money of your life. Hey man, uh, can you hold on a second? I gotta hit record. What? Yeah, I gotta hit record for my, uh, you know, for my anchor audience, my my people. No man, you can't record this. Yeah, uh, I just, uh, don't worry about it. It's cool. I mean, I just want to record it because, you know, I'm I'm trying to get in the top ten and. I think if you shoot me, um, you know, it might put me in the top ten, and you know, and that, and that might be all right. But I'll tell you what: how about this instead? How about I buy you dinner, and uh, you don't shoot me, and uh, you tell me your story? How's that sound? Oh well, okay. <laughs> so silly like that. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh my God, wouldn't that be funny? All right, I'm gonna. Oh, Kingfish, in in relation to, I'll definitely go back in relation to that. And I have to start with the end of it, where you're talking about catching the the shooting of you for your anchor audience. I have tears coming out of my eyes. That is no piece of audio that I can think of right now it was better than that for me you know i'm sure there are other good ones but my god that's just fabulous i love it i think that's i think everyone should listen to it that's um okay i i got a couple of things to go back on the easiest one to go back on is that uh, years ago i was trained on how to interview people uh, for research purposes i i worked as a and i taught people how so I was trained, because it's what I did at university, on how to design interview questionnaires and how to, the different options you have when you're going to ask people questions and close questions and questions that have options and all of that stuff is, now it's going back a long time. I did, but the, the thing about it is that I also taught people how to do it, so that has cemented it. Now, you came up with that question for that woman either on the fly or else you thought about it before if you did it on the fly I think you know you're I'm in awe 
but even if you thought about it beforehand, you, it was superb, utterly superb. And if you're talking about I need to be lots and lots of practice as an interviewer, yes, you do, so do I, so does everybody.